Hi, everyone. Welcome to Smart Zara. Today, we do have a guest, and I'm super, super excited for this one. Let's welcome Manji onto the podcast. Manji, what is up? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> the way you're oh, hyping yourself you, thank up. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, oh, man. So today, I brought Manji onto the podcast because... Um, Manji makes music and it goes so yeah. hard. He's been my maybe. <laughs> he's like someone I've been admiring for so long. Um, so I wanted to just sit down, chat with him about one of his songs he just recently dropped. Um, go follow him on SoundCloud. Um, mm. So yeah, we're just gonna sit down and talk about songwriting and stuff like that. So yeah, mm. let's get right into it. Let's start with your song "Come On," right? Um, All right. Talk about how long that took you, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, um, basically, uh, this song never. It, it didn't really take as long as the other songs did. Um, like this song was a type of song that would just come out naturally. Oh. Um, yeah, I because in terms of like uh, creating like a process, right? Usually you'd have to write the lyrics out like word by word, mm-hmm. and then like you know you'd have to like sometimes you'd even overthink, right? Like, yeah. oh, like what should I do for this part? What should I do for that part? But I remember uh, one time, I think it was one time. Yeah, I I recorded on my voice memo, and uh, I just sung this one melody. And then I, I mean, I ditched the melody, but then I got the chords from the melody. Mm-hmm. So I just stuck with the chords and then like, I just went along with how it went. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was a very good chord progression. I got to say like, I mean, it was at least catchy for me. <laughs> so all I had to do was just um, do different harmonizations. That's why it sounds like different uh, throughout maybe. I don't know, but yeah, that's a, uh, it's the same uh, four chords I always use. Uh, throughout the song like the four chords from beginning to end the same uh same four chords and um yeah just different harmonizations and i just from just uh recording um me singing just one time and then like just growing on that it was it was pretty nice yeah wow um how would you describe like what what would you say is what was sorry english is very hard Anyway, what was your message or intention um, when you made this song? Like, what did you want to come across? Like, what message did you want people to come across when listening to this? Mm. Um, ooh, that's a question. Uh, oh, I guess, I mean, I made this song about, I, I made, the, I released this song about a month ago, right? Yeah. And like, what I remember from making this song, this song was that it felt very important to me. Like mm-hmm. every song that I make, um, like I only like songwriting when the songs I make are, I feel like have potential for being important to me. Uh, usually if, you know, if the song doesn't sound like anything important, like just a whim, like it just, I just made it on a whim, uh, like as if it was nothing, you know, it doesn't, I don't really have the pleasure of making uh, music in that way. But yeah, no, uh, uh, I guess the message in this song was 
I guess a lesson for me, really, uh, because it was important to me. Uh, it was about, it was definitely about um, love and relationships, right? Ooh, uh, yeah. No, 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 <laughs> no. Nah. Yeah, no, but, you know, it's like, um, I don't know. It was like a mood I was in. Uh, like um, Reflection. Yeah, definitely a reflection. You know, that's, that's the great thing about art uh, and music uh, when you're a music creator. Uh, creator. Yeah like a songwriter is that you really get to reflect on yourself and you really get to see who you are whenever you make your pieces, you know? Yeah. You get to see things in a different perspective when you're creating things. And then when you listen back to it, it's like really, really cool. And then when people tell you about it, it's like, there's so many different perspectives to this. And it was, it's, it's really cool. That's, I also enjoy that when it comes to songwriting and um, when I make like little songs and projects like that. Yeah, it's it's always really great to hear what people think about your your reflections in terms of the music you make. It's always 100%. great. Um, my next question I think would be, huh, huh, mm-hmm. what inspired you to make this? I know my last question was similar to this, but my last question was like, what was the message you wanted people to get from this? But my question now is, what pushed you to be like, this is the song. I'm going to post because I feel like someone like you, like you're so talented, but I feel like you're also a perfectionist because everyone who's super, super talented is a perfectionist. Um, (laughs) Do you like, how did you know, like, this is the one I'm going to drop. Like, this is the one Mm. I want to post. Yeah, no, you, you definitely got it. You definitely got it. uh, Got the point (laughs) when like, yeah, like, I mean, for me, I mean, when it comes to like me and my, what I create, uh, yeah, I do tend to get really, really picky. I may not be very, very talented, but like it really depends on what you're going for in the song. And I guess it, it's very conflicting when it comes to being a songwriter and becoming an, becoming your own type of artist. Um, it's always very conflicting because nowadays, right, uh, you release these songs or you release these pieces you make, right? And it's almost like you're sharing a part of yourself with the world as soon as yeah. you on a click of 100%. a button. You know? I think it's like, I feel that 100%. Like when I dropped mm. So I'll Go, um, I felt really nervous because I realized I was being extremely vulnerable. And this is something anyone can listen to. And I don't have an issue being vulnerable, but I think it's like, you don't realize how much of yourself you're really just releasing into the world so openly. Exactly. Exactly. And like, it, 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 it's just, it really gets into your head that you forget that this is just something you made that you felt about. There was, there was obviously nothing like I, uh, as much as I know, I don't know any artists that, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe I just don't look at the drama on TV or stuff like that, but I don't know any <laughs> artists that make songs intentionally like against people or against a situation or just to you know like I don't know like intentionally like to talk about drama unless it's a diss track obviously but like you know I never really saw an artist when they were serious with their song and their craft like their best song wasn't about it, it wasn't them focusing on another person it was them focusing yeah on like 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 a situation yeah like even though like yeah sure love songs sad songs they can they can be about someone else it's always going to be about the artist hurting and that's yeah. what really makes you relate to the artist at the at the end of the 
at the end of the day, you know. Damn, we're just all in pain, huh? Yeah, <laughs> we're just yeah, all like, hurting. You know, yeah, like you know, you need a homie to like you know, really just feel your pain with you. So I feel like music's definitely like I don't know that much about Juice World, but I do know a lot of people that that are going through like heartbreaks and stuff like that like definitely with heartbreaks doesn't have to be with like love relationships it could just be with family relationship like like you know like just to like cope with their with their pain and what they're going through you know like they definitely listen to people like juice world i know a bunch of people like that you know and they just need someone to really just cope with them yeah yeah um as an artist um what do you think your biggest challenge is um as an artist uh hmm, you know i i feel like the biggest the biggest um conflict i'm i mean i'm currently trying to go over it as well um you know i'm trying to move to different uh, platforms you know once you're you're once you're thinking about this seriously I mean, yeah. I, I even don't know if I'm thinking about this seriously, right? But how do I know if I'm not going to take the first step, like, out yeah. there in the field? So that's why I'm moving my platform from SoundCloud. I mean, I'm still going to do SoundCloud, right? But I'm going to move to Spotify, YouTube. I have to make skits for myself, you know? Like, it's really, you have to take the first step to see whether or not the water's just perfect for you. Yeah, you and know? I think the fact that you're able to even dip your toe into the water and really test it out like that takes such a so much courage and so much you know vulnerability and just so much you know confidence to be like you know what I'm doing this and I could not get myself to do that for like whether it's music whether it's the podcast like I feel that 100% you it's hard it's really hard to take that jump because it's a massive commitment you know I felt that but in podcasting um going from Spotify to, I mean, going from SoundCloud to Spotify, mm-hmm. um, I I ended up gaining a lot of listens and a pretty good amount of following on SoundCloud. Like, not numbers, but, like, it became very well-known. Like, it was very easy, ac- accessible. Like, people knew about it. But when it went to Spotify, that was a massive shift because people were very familiar with the SoundCloud. So, um I can imagine how frustrating frustrating it is to shift and to even, you know, get to the decision making of that shift. So that's yeah. the book with that. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah. I, I also think it's the a lot with the um sharing like like I said before, like I know we brought this up before. Um it was distributing it was like basically sharing your music, right? Mm-hmm. Uh posting your music um yeah like I got into a conversation with one of my saxophone teachers right and Mm -hmm. just to cut it short right like he told me right that this one um famous songwriter I think uh artist it was definitely a songwriter uh definitely someone in the music field uh but you know a part of being creative is being able to put yourself out there yeah you know that's the that's one of the creative parts as well that people tend to ignore to not remember yeah and they ignore I feel like people don't appreciate that enough like a lot of the artists everyone you know listens to and everyone is um like admiring all the time they completely skip over the fact that these songs have to come from a place of pain and place of place of vulnerability 
Mm. Yeah, that that's that's always definite, you know? It's like uh like just imagine being in a therapy session but like in an auditorium. Like imagine that. I've like, literally in... done that though. <laughs> like um just like oh, a really? month ago and a month and a half ago, I dropped this snippet on my Instagram and it was mm. like it was like that guitar sample I used. And oh was, yeah. And it was like one of the first times I really recorded on a computer. Um, mm. I wrote that within probably 10 minutes and all of that was based off of a conversation I had in therapy so mm. like it was literally taking therapy what I got from that putting it in music and just showing it to like hundreds of people so yeah it's crazy it's, it is crazy yeah so so it's so liberating though like putting yourself it out is. there like, and then being able to live with it, you know? But I mean, like, yeah, first, like, probably the first couple stages, like, you're freaking out and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, and, like, you're like, oh, crap, like, what, uh, what are people going to do? You know, but, like, at the end of the day, you know, you're going to, like, when you live with yourself, with knowing that a part of you is out there, it's, a, it, I don't know why. It, for me, it's a little bit li- liberating. Maybe it's different for everyone, but, yeah. Yeah, there's something about embracing it and, like, I don't know. I feel like I haven't gotten to that point the where, where you've gotten. Um, I've definitely, like, have like posted stuff that like showed a little bit of an insight of my personal life and like my personal issues but there's this one song in particular that I you know about like I showed it to Mm. you and it's it's very very vulnerable and the only and I'm so scared to post that because it is truly like a whole piece of myself so if I ever post that maybe I'll understand exactly how you feel yeah I mean man dude I'm, I'm, I'm just saying this Anyone that's listening to the podcast, bro, like, you know, when people like, you know, put out music, it, it's always based on emotion. It's never about drama. It's never about tea. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's like when you put out a painting, like, like, just imagine this, right? Like, you see the person painting like a sad picture, right? And what, mm-hmm. what if the, what if the, what if the idea of the sad painting was like, maybe someone that, someone in the audience that was like watching, like watching the painting in the art gallery, right? Yeah. Like, come on now like you're not gonna think about that you're gonna think about the emotion like why the person like look at the sad strokes like on that canvas <laughs> on that blank canvas like you know what i mean like you know so you know music is always gonna come from a creative spot you know yeah open to interpretation sure but you know it's never out to get anyone man it's yeah. always an outcome of what happened and putting it on a blank canvas yeah and i think that's why i really like enjoy conversations like this like genius interviews and stuff because (laughs) it's just so cool like you get to see how vulnerable an artist was and like what was Mm. going through their head while they were writing it Mm. yeah uh well um okay well I think this is my turn to go right uh so Zara uh you put (laughs) up your first song on SoundCloud (laughs) Right? I, what do you like? I don't. I don't know what's so funny about this transition. This literally sounds like he has a gun to his head. I don't have a gun. A, I, he's reading off a teleprompter, and if he doesn't no, say it I right, don't, I don't have a gun to my head. It's not like me and Zara are in two rooms, and she has the button to the bomb in my room. Like it's no, there's nothing like that. Nothing um, like that. Yeah, you were saying. Oh yeah, no, but yeah, uh, yeah, your first song right you released your first song on soundcloud now how do you how do you feel about that because i always know i always remembered my first song oh my god it was so nerve-wracking it was very impulsive um it was 
it was something I had already shown people. It was it, it was on my Instagram and it got a, a, a massive feedback from back from it. And basically, I never even had the intention that I would ever post anything on SoundCloud. But that night, I was writing something, and I was. I was just so frustrated because I felt like I didn't have the proper intentions with the song I was writing. And I just was, no, I was such a mess. And my friend mentioned, um, so I'll go. She was like, it's okay. I believe in you because you've written really good stuff before, like, so I'll go. So then I was like, huh, how, why not just, you know, re-record it in a better version because I feel like I didn't do it justice. So I literally set a timer for two hours and was like, if I don't re-record and, you know, perfect this and post it in two hours, like, I'm going to be really angry with myself. So, yeah, that's how I did it. Mm, yeah. I, I mean, you're not, you're not, I, I mean, that's good. I mean, that probably means that you're not thinking twice about this. Like, you know, you're just, you're, you're happy with what you put out there. Like, you know, you made a better version. You did it. Do you think you did it justice? I do think I did it justice. I think the way it's super simple, like there's no beat, there's no production because A, I don't, I'm not really good at that stuff, but um, oh, good. Oh, good. I think um, the sound quality and like how it was just me and the piano is exactly what I imagined for this song because this song is literally me telling you all of what I was feeling and it's just me being vulnerable. Yeah, that's... That's that's good. That's great. You know what I mean? That, like, I feel like that's always the basis for artists. Like, no matter what artist you are, no matter what genre, it's always very, very like healthy in terms of uh, creativity and flow in your thinking. That mm-hmm. without the effects, right? Without all the you know fancy instruments, like oh, let me just go into my my synthesizers real quick. Yeah, no. Like, you know, you're you're still able to find beauty in your own work when it comes to just just your voice and your thoughts and an instrument as simple as like a, a piano you know it's something that's just really really precious that I feel like every artist it, like if you have it it's very important yeah I think having that go-to instrument that you could just sit down and whip it out and just start playing random chords and random notes and just letting go that is so important. I think that's the main step because recently I've gotten a lot of questions about like songwriting and stuff. Um, I think that's probably the first and biggest step for songwriting. Mm, definitely. Definitely a go-to, <clears throat> like a go-to instrument. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it, it doesn't really help out when you're, when you're playing saxophone. I play the saxophone <laughs> guys. If and you, didn't I, know. you can't sing, you, you can't sing with, with your mouth already working at a freaking horn, but <laughs> Definitely ukulele, you know. Yeah, ukulele is huge. Yeah, ukulele got that aesthetic, uh, that aesthetic vibe. That whole singer songwriter. Oh, bro, Vanderwald. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that's how oh. like Billie Eilish started out too. So all legends. Oh, really? On the ukulele. Yeah, her first instrument was a ukulele, and oh. she wrote her first song on it. I never knew. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. I have God like damn. I've been obsessed with her for like years, so I know my stuff. Dude, I remember um like I only knew her a little bit, and then when she re- I don't know why when she released My Future the first time I listened to it like oh, oh my god, like oh, guys god. if you haven't listened to My Future bro 
by Billie Eilish. You, gotta you know, go the world's biggest pop star in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if like... If you haven't listened to it, she's super underground, guys. <laughs> yeah, like... Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I just feel like... Um, dude, her chord play... I don't even give a damn if it's Phineas or Billie producing. Like, my God, like... That that voice over, like, the chord... It's all the, so all the beautiful. And stuff, it was, oh, my God. Yeah. I, like... I just sit there and I'm like, how does your mind jump to these chords and they're beautiful they're graceful they're amazing yeah you know you know I think it's definitely like that that artist progression like definitely just finding out more about chords and just knowing more of the instrument like more instruments like the piano is so important like even though ukulele is very nice piano is always at the end of the day dude you're gonna go you're gonna pass the piano in your career like you're gonna have the piano as your main instrument in your career like what like 10 times probably like it's just that important and the way how Billie Eilish like she manipulated all those chords right like did harm did all the harmonization I mean like I don't know if she did maybe your brother did Phineas but either way you know those those two are just geniuses when it comes to songwriting in this day and age with the music industry oh yeah oh yeah and I think um I just lost my train of thought. But yeah, exactly what oh. you said. Oh, good. Um, I think my last question before I wrap this all up is going to be, who is an artist that inspires your work? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I got to think about that. What about you? You go first. Um, there's multiple. But I think recently um, I've been listening to a lot of Maja Jordan and they're producing really um Maja Jordan when it comes to writing and singing I would have to say Alina Baraz, Sabrina Claudio, Billie Eilish of course um mm. her oh my god hers writing is poetic it's so beautiful I've definitely um, listened to some um I think those are like the top that I can name off the top, like the ones I can name off oh Lolo Zuai she's just starting to come up she's like kind of underground she's like middle ground she's not underground but she's not you know gotcha. like she's rising popular. yeah she's rising I admire her production a lot um Bad. yeah those are a couple of artists I can name dude that's so oh my god you just like pulled out so many artists man bro I have these oh. interviews by myself I run my own podcast like obviously dang oh my god this is what happens when you're like experienced with me having podcasts yeah, talking to yourself alone in a room and recording it. That's what I do. <laughs> it's all, it's all right. You know, I feel every artist got to talk to themselves alone in their room. <laughs> like a Dude, psychopath, I, but it's okay. Oh, my God. Like, I was talking to myself in my room, and then, like, my little brother, right? Like, I produce all, all my songs on my phone. And, like, during dinner, right? Like, I was just eating, and my brother's like, Dude, it's so sad when I go into the room, and you're just talking by yourself. In the no, I swear phone. to God, that is free therapy. So I've talked myself out of so many bad decisions and I've literally learned so much by just talking out loud to myself. Yeah. It never, it never sounds wrong until you say it out loud to yourself. Until I know like once it, like once you sit down and you hear it and you're like, Oh God, no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But what about you? Who are artists that inspire you? Okay, so uh, I'm just gonna name two artists, right? Okay. I know there's there's so much more. Like I I think I'm more into the alternative side. 
Yeah. But I remember when I started off, started out writing, I was listening to listening to a lot of Joji. And oh, yeah, him too. He, dude, oh, yeah, I was, I was so obsessed. I was, I was so obsessed with Joji, man. Like, now he's not really releasing that much, but hopefully he's going to release something. But, yeah. like, you know, like, it's usually with his most beautiful works that I get very emotional with. And then I, whenever I get emotional, right, like, I always give my, oh. ask myself a question, like, why am I emotional? What about this is very emotional? And yeah, I guess like Joji definitely. That's why like um I don't know if you if you go to my SoundCloud right. I don't know like I don't know maybe Zara's gonna put it in the bio of this of this podcast. I or maybe, I don't know. Yeah, but uh yeah, just um maybe you could find me through Zara. But like in my first couple songs on my SoundCloud, you know, a lot of people tell me like, dude, you give oh my like Joji vibes. Yeah, and I'm like, oh okay, God, makes sense because popular thing. Yeah, I mean, like, people would always tell me, like, they would always refer me to as Joji. Now I'm trying to get my new style because, you know, it's it's one thing to sound like an artist and another to be the shadow of an artist. And I, yeah. I, I know I'm not the shadow of Joji because, like, goddamn, I'm not it's a Joji. <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah, exactly. And, like, uh, but, like, you know, I'm just afraid, like, w- what if it comes to terms like that, you know, like, oh, like, now I'm doing good in music, and I'm just now going to be referred to as the Shadow of Joji, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, that's why, like, it, it's always, it's always so hard to come up with originality or genuinity, but at the end of the day, it really comes down to the artists that make you up. Joji never came with his own type of originality. It was always him listening to his his own type of artists yeah um same thing with tyler the creator same thing oh with like week the weekend like all of these people you know they listen i bet i bet you i bet you like i don't know if you guys seen nardwar interviews like yeah you've heard of yeah no they basically like these interviews nardwar has with these like artists you know like asap rocky right or like even people like little uzi like nardwar brings up these artists that they grew up just listening to and i bet you like a hundred bucks like you have never listened to these people you would like listen you'd hear these people or like icons have listened to in their childhood and you'd be like what wait what <laughs> like what yeah. like what what the hell are the seven swans like you know like <laughs> and like you know and like you'd hear the name and like tyler would be like freaking out like oh my god that was my stuff <laughs> <laughs> And like On point Tyler the Creator impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like you know, it's it's um just yeah, or, originality is definitely something. So I think Joji's definitely gonna stick with me. But in terms of my second artist nowadays, Kendrick Lamar. Really? Kendrick Lamar. Yo, really? his lyricism. Very yeah, he's good. A good writer. He's a great writer. Oh my writer. god. Yeah, like I'm not like back when I first uh when I first found out about Kendrick, um, it was like through his like most like popular ones, right? Like the pe- things you, like you'd hear a twelve year old blast in his headphones, like humble, <laughs> right? And I was like, I was like, okay, this is pretty, you know, like because he was like one of the mainstream like uh, rappers uh, back in like I don't know, like twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, and dude, oh my god, like I'm listening to his older works, right? Like the Untitled album. And, like, I was just now, like, before this podcast, like, literally, I was listening to his song, You, which was into mm-hmm. Pippa Butterfly. That oh, song is so dark. Yeah. That song is too dark. Yeah. You listen to I... the lyricism? Holy crap. It is so real. It's fine. 
Yeah, no, his lyricism is just so dark. I swear to God, if you guys are like, oh, ew, Kendrick Lamar, no, you you have never like list like read his lyrics, and if you have and you still think he's he's ill, like, come on, I don't think you understand like the situations adults go through or like the reality. Like, it's very deep, very deep. Yeah. Like, it puts me in like a mood. Like, I I just get depressed. <laughs> like, holy crap! Like, if you want to feel depressed and like you want to see how life really is for some people whether it's on like literally like how real life is and real life is literally everything in the box like everything like a one package deal with like you know problems with your race or problems with your environment or your neighborhood or financial financial situation relationships dude this guy just spreads it all out he just says it so fast you just don't even you don't even listen to it. You just go with the beat. Like, oh, yeah, no, I like that kick. Oh, that snare yeah. is so cool. Like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. like his lyricism is just great. His music is so strange, too. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? But, like, at the same time, I'm like, dude, I have never heard anything like this. Like, this is precious. Diversity. Um, so yeah. on that note, I think yes. this was a pretty great discussion. Very um, deep. I had so much fun talking about all sorts of stuff relating to music. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. You are loved, you. you're needed, and you're good enough. Bye. If you made this far, I swear to you, I, you, are, you are different. You are perfect. You're a real one. <laughs> you're a real one. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.